0: The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S Hello, and welcome to Who Knew and a Review, a podcast from the Galactic Network. Now, as we are in season, things change a little. I will begin with everything I have written down so far about the first of Series 10, Episode 1, The Pilot. Did you watch it? Have you watched it yet? If not, this is... (coughs) spoiler-heavy. As you would expect from a review podcast. Okay, with that in mind, what I'm going to do, just so you know the format... Is I will uh, read everything I know then we will take a short break to listen to an advert as you know I like the advert for wor- word, word World Weekly it's my favourite podcast well there's that and the Alien Invasion which is also a favourite podcast although I often listen to the Snerds, the Snerds are really good and then there's the podcast ad- oh they're all my favourites okay anyway let's get on with the show just bear with me one second to have a Dalek in my throat. Anyway, Doctor Who is back! Hurrah! Back with a 12-episode series, crucially, a new companion. Heavily promoted, well, given the impending departure of both leading man and lead writer, the show is seeking to recapture the public's interest after a period out of the limelight and a new journey begins with the pilot Now sadly we know that this series is the last opportunity for Peter Capaldi to deliver his portrayal of the enigmatic Time Lord over well just under 12 hours of television probably I mean I expect a few of the episodes are going to run a little bit longer than the 45 minutes and if I was Stephen Moffat that's what I'd be going for During his debut series his character was that of an aloof alien in the mould of the first and sixth Doctors. In series 9 he regressed to a more flappy-handed, trying to be cool style of Matt Smith's 11th Doctor almost, all hoodies and sonic sunglasses. The pilot sees the 12th Doctor find a sort of middle ground. Retaining that quirky eccentricity and distance, he's not overly sentimental as he would have been with Clara. Although, you know, his touching gift to Bill as a reaction to the present he gives her. It's a rather nice touch. There are no photos in existence. Well, let's go back in time and make some. Although, why Bill chose not to mention that to the Doctor? Beyond me. Is that a future plot point, do you think? Possibly. I mean, if that was you, wouldn't you make a big deal out of it? The Doctor also relents to letting Bill keep the knowledge of him and invites her aboard the TARDIS. Um, an ideal balance of alien aloofness and the approach the has been found. So, Educating Rita is alive and well. If you're not familiar with Educating Rita, it's a story from way back when, when a simple lady clever lady, gets some tutoring privately. I mean, it's not exactly educating Rita, because obviously we have have Bill and the Doctor, and there is no no sexual chemistry, and there's not going to be any sexual chemistry. Thank goodness. We've had enough kissy-kissy Doctor, haven't we? The worldly professor figure and the naturally gifted Bill. Although, I mean I don't like Bill but she almost chucked it away when the doctor was asking her why she attended lectures there was a there was a, a line of dialogue which made me shout I, it angered me and that is when Bill was describing that she works in a cafeteria serving chips and then she saw a pretty girl and she gave him more chips and then more chips and more chips. And then she had that line about about, um, making the girl fat. Now, I don't think there was any need whatsoever to include that line. It smacked of a middle-aged man trying to be clever with dialogue. Yeah, I think Stephen Moffat really missed the pot on that one. And he weed all over the floor. Uh, It annoyed me. But, I let it go because, well, because Bill's a friendly, happy person, and I don't think she'll be fat-shaming many anyone else, you know. So, as with all my reviews of class, I will give you the synopsis. Uh, What you uh, you mean that wasn't the synopsis, Darren? No that wasn't the synopsis that was just my preamble oh I do like a preamble I'll give you the good bits the bad bits the most universal bit and then more rambling musings oh it's a lot of rambling ha <laughs> I was once I was described by my friend uh, sherbet dibdab uh that my podcasters one of the ones where uh, it's an opinion piece it's just a bloke talking I like that I'm just a bloke talking so the synopsis A girl who feels she doesn't belong, a clever cook and a brilliant professor. Uh, the, The latter two take a jaunt around space and time trying to work out what the puddle is. I mean, that's not the official synopsis. You know, the official synopsis is... Two worlds collide when the Doctor meets Bill. A chance encounter with a girl with a star in her eye leads to a terrifying chase around space and time. Bill's mind is opened to the universe that is bigger and more exciting than she could possibly have imagined. But who is the Doctor? What's his secret mission with Nardole on Earth? Yeah, I still think mine's better. No, really. I mean, can you imagine? Oh, no, let's go back, but... I'll go with the good bits first I'll do my musings after The good bits Truthfully I actually found the whole episode excellent Uh, The style of lighting 96% of the dialogue Um, Bill's explanation of the TARDIS Oh it's a knock through and Oh it's a lift I I found really nice The whole The whole scenes The whole set I found absolutely splendid And um, I liked the fact that later on it was revealed that the Doctor Who artist, the incredibly talented uh, Rachel Stott, had um, her crest in the stained glass window in the doctor's office. Uh, A lot of writers, I believe, did. An absolutely beautiful touch. Little things like that that make me excited. The bad bit, well, as you know, I've already explained. You know, Bill's Beauty or Chips line. Yeah, it's not okay. Let's not have any of that. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, I'm surprised the Doctor didn't pull her up up on that, to be honest, you know. this I mean, we're meant to be inspiring bloody children. We can't just have lines like that, because then you get to the playground of, Oh, you've eaten too many chips. Not okay. The most universal bit, well, I'm sure like everyone else, it was quite exciting, seeing all those screwdrivers in the pot. I mean, it was pure joy seeing all the Doctor's old screwdrivers. And it, it just goes to show he's just like us. I mean, you open your tool cupboard, your tool drawer, your toolbox, your tool shelf, and look at how many old screwdrivers you have. I'm sure you've got new ones. They all do the same job. Put up shelves. You've kept hold of the old ones. Really nice. So my musings, well my musings are as this, I mean, the episode would be a great episode for anyone who hasn't watched Doctor Who before, that wasn't that familiar with the show, the right mix of daft and serious, a bit menacing and a bit intriguing, lovely touches about the past, and it was enough to keep, well, I'd say most of us Whovians happy let's get on to let's get on to the monster so far you know the monster you expect spectacular you expect strange you expect weird so they must have been sat around the writing room and going so what do we want Sontarans we've done Sontarans Daleks well we've done Daleks Cybermen we're doing Cybermen as the final we need a new monster what monster are we going to have how about a puddle Sorry? A puddle. We could have it a puddle and it could be like an alien intelligence puddle and it could be looking for a pilot, uh, yeah? But people, right, will think that we mean pilot as in brand new show. Well done. Slow hand clap to the writer's team. Come on, Doctor Who. You can do better than a puddle, can't you? Harding's. Sky sounds, parallel universes, monster sightings, the new world order, ghost ships, urban legends, mysterious radio broadcasts, and secret government facilities are just a few things we've talked about on Weird World Weekly. Listen to find out what's next. Go to GNCasts.com/slash weird to listen. Find out more and subscribe to the podcast that discusses the paranormal, mythological, conspiratorial unexplained or anything else we think is a little strange and out of the ordinary also matt's continuing search for turkey recipes it's all on weird world weekly part of the galactic netcast network of shows also available wherever you listen to podcasts okay so welcome back let's do the news Now, as we are in the swing of the series, as you can imagine, the news is a little bit light, but it doesn't mean there aren't bits of news. And in the news section, I promise I'll try not to list any spoilers for the upcoming episodes. And if I do, then I will tell you first. So as we know, bang, we've had the opener for its 10th modern series, The Pilot. And the sci-fi series is celebrating another triumph this week. As British classic, the Oxford English Dictionary, has announced that it's adding a new word to the dictionary. Well, two new words. A phrase, if you will. Sonic Screwdriver. It's going to enter the catalogue of words in the English language. This kind of recognition would be bound to have the UK-loving Doctor jumping around with excitement. It's not the other Doctor Who word in the Oxford English Dictionary. If you can find any of them, then why not email me? TARDIS at gncast.com. Tweet me at WNAR underscore podcast! Or maybe go to our website leave a voicemail. Why, I haven't had a voicemail. Oh, I'd really like a voicemail. Yeah, even if it's from, I don't know, even if it's from you, Matt... I know you listen. You tell me you don't listen. I know you listen. So there we have it. Sonic Screwdriver. You'll soon be able to use that in Scrabble. So, did you watch the coming soon bit at the end of the uh, pilot? If you did, you'd have seen we got a tantalising glimpse of the return of the John Sims, the Master in the series trailer I mean it was for about a millisecond and if he was trying to pause it you'd have had to go back and try again go back and try again I mean it was a frustratingly short clip showing us what's coming up and it was all a bit higgledy-piggledy confusedy so you know we can't expect the 20 uh, second teasing to actually include much but the return of Missy and the wonderful Bill Potts all there but that final second, that final glimpse of the Master, well, you know he likes to leave an impression. So have they found the next Doctor? The speculation on this has been absolutely rife. Um, both Dave and uh, Dave from the network, Dave Nelson, and uh, Corey uh, from the Else Nerds, have contacted me saying, is this the next Doctor? Is it, is it, is it? Well, Death in Paradise star Chris Marshall has reportedly been handed the keys to the TARDIS, has already been cast as the 13th Doctor, according to themirror.co.uk. The 44-year-old star will follow in the footsteps of Capaldi, who announced his departure from the iconic BBC show last year. But while it was previously announced Capaldi will depart during this year's Christmas special, this new report claims he would instead make his exit at the end of the 10th series, which kicked off the debut episode THE PILOT. Now the claims comes amid speculation that the show could cast the first female Doctor, bookies offering odds on Tilda Swinton and uh, Olivia Colman taking the reins. What do I think? I like Chris Marshall, I don't think he can do far wrong. When he was a younger actor, he proved he could do comedy, and boy can he do comedy. Uh, he was absolutely perfect in a UK show called My Family, which also starred another Doctor Who alumni, coming to think about it. And that's the lovely Zoe Wanamaker, or to you, Lady Cassandra. Imagine that, Lady Cassandra, Doctor's Mum. Anyway, He then went on to do a show called Death in Paradise. He's also done a really annoying advert for television. But it's shown his full range. And he's a little bit older now. And finally, it might mean we get a ginger doctor. Oh, imagine that, a ginger doctor. He would be so happy and so would I. I think Chris is a smashing actor and he'd be a smashing choice watch this space without further ado it's time for the a to z a to z, uh, a to z my favorite favourite way to end a podcast all podcasts should end with an A to Z you know this week the monster is the Taraji system sun from the episode 42 and the planet of origin is well it's, it's a sun it's, it is the origin in the Taraji system Taraji unlike many other stars was alive capable of possessing humans raising their temperature to hundreds of degrees and converting their oxygen into hydrogen these possessed individuals would gain glowing eyes which allowed them to incinerate people the original personality would be subsumed but taraji could make use of the person's memories allowing it to intelligently react to problems taraji displayed a high level of intelligence instead of just acting like a wounded animal as it was able to use the infected crew's knowledge to its own advantage and attack the ship in the most effective way Also, when it sensed the crew were close to escape, it spread the infection, allowing it to attack on two fronts. Taraji was first encountered by humans as a living being when a cargo ship, the SS Pentalion, hurriedly took some gas from the star uh, using an illegal fusion scoop, unaware that they were dealing with a sentient being. The fusion scoop caused Taraji incredible pain and brought it to a maddening rage, where it sought to take revenge of the ship and regain what had been stolen from it. Gas from the star travelled to the starship and possessed two members of the crew, Corin McDonnell and Dev Ashton, who then went on to sabotage the ship and kill many of the crew members. Eventually, the gas possessed the Tenth Doctor, who told the remainder of the queue the source of the problem and asked them to dump the illegal fuel back into the star. Taraji then allowed them to leave. The doctor requested that boys be placed around Taraji so no one attempted to fusion scoop there, stating that as a sentient being, Taraji deserved protection. Well, I'll be back next week, where we talk about, among other things, emoji robots, nano thingamies, and lots and lots of skulls. Many thanks for downloading this podcast from the Galactic Network. We have so much to offer. Maybe it's horror or adventure gaming. Perhaps you just like to listen to a couple of nerds geeking out. Well, if that's the case, then visit GNCasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. And have a good poke around. You'll be surprised what you find. Maybe you'd like to chat to the hosts. If so, then why not sign up to our Slack channel? Or simply, you want to tell us what a great job we're doing. That's gncasts.com. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to gncast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.